This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Last month, I actually shared a segment where I talked about the SBI feedback model, that situation behavior impact feedback model from the Center for Creative Leadership. And so if you did not hear that segment, please go back to that particular podcast, which was aired on May 14th, and listen to it. Because today, this is kind of a part two. And in this part two, I'm really going to share some best practices for giving effective feedback. So in addition to what was said last time, when we talk about giving feedback to other people, we know that sometimes you're going to be telling them about what they did really well, and other times you're going to be telling them about something they need to improve. Over time, in the workplace, you want that balance to be about four times as often you telling them about something they did really well to the one time that you're telling them about something they need to fix. Now, in a home context with family members, we want that to be a ratio maybe of more like 10 to 1. 10 times as often you're sharing something great, something good about what the person did, and only one time something that needs to be fixed or improved. Now, the reason for this is because that 4 to 1 ratio or that 10 to 1 ratio actually feels like 50-50 to the person who's hearing it and receiving it. If you do 50-50 for real, or less than 50-50, the person really doesn't hear the positive feedback at all. And so that's why we we suggest the 4 to 1 or the 10 to 1. Now, when we say 4 to 1 or 10 to 1, I don't mean you sit down in one session and then you count up all of these incidents. Oh, here are the four good things and now slam them in the face, here's the bad thing. We're not talking about doing it that way. Rather, we're thinking about over time, maybe over a six-month period, over a nine-month period, if a person was really keeping count of the times you would sit down and give them feedback, the ratio over that six- to nine-month period of time should end up being four-to-one at work, ten-to-one at home. So what that means is maybe... In this one meeting or one session, you're only talking about something that's an improvement issue. The feedback, the SBI you're giving them, the feedback you're giving them is all about something that needs to be fixed. Next week, you're sitting down and you're talking to someone or stopping at the water cooler and giving feedback, and all of those occasions may be positives. So they don't have to happen in the same session. And in fact, there's some real benefit to making sure they're not in the same session. But over time, more positives than negatives, definitely four to one, 10 to one. And this gives you credibility as a feedback giver. Because if you only tell me what I do wrong, I could begin to think you really are out to get me or you don't see the strengths or the gifts or the talents that I'm bringing to the situation. And it becomes hard for me as the feedback receiver to see that input as having credibility. And especially when I'm aware that I'm also making positive contributions. So the real burden then is on the observer 
to observe with such a fine tooth sort of comb, if you will, or with a magnifying glass large enough that you can see even the small things that people do and give them feedback about that. Now, last time in the last segment, I actually gave you some homework, and that homework was to go back to the workplace and to share a positive SBI with someone and to really give them some positive feedback. And I hope you did that and that you had a great experience. No matter what you experienced, definitely feel free to let me know what happened. This time, I'm going to give a few tips about giving negative feedback. And this is when you're really crafting your SBI in such a way that you want the person to see that whatever behavior they engaged in, the impact of it was not positive. It caused a problem, let's say, in the workplace. So let's imagine that there was a person, they received an assignment, it was due on Tuesday, and they didn't turn it in until Thursday. And as a result, your unit lost the opportunity to win a large piece of business, and maybe a competitor got that business. Well, that's a pretty bad impact, you know, in terms of what's happening in the workplace. And following the SBI model, of course, you would share more about the personal impact on you, the feeling level, like, for example, because I felt very disappointed or, or whatever that might be. Now, before you actually craft and give this feedback to the person, I would say, number one, take time to prepare. Don't just go live. This is a skill and you're practicing in it and you're learning how to do it. So I would say, write down your notes. What was the situation, the who, what, when, and where? What were the specific behaviors that could be captured by a video camera or by a, a still camera? What were those examples? What were the facts of the situation? And what were the impacts? Impacts in terms of feeling level on you, any thoughts that you had, not about them, of course, just to yourself, and impacts on others if others were present. Did it cause uh, a different behavior on the part of other people? Did it have an impact in terms of a business one, such as what I just mentioned, loss of an opportunity or whatever? And write all of this down first and go back and look at it. Make sure you have not inadvertently included in what I call bombettes. We're very angry sometimes or emotionally upset with people who might be engaging in behavior that we might consider to be negative in the workplace. So I might have some bombettes in there. Maybe I said that the person, I called them a name and I labeled them and I said, well, you obviously didn't care about your work. Well, that's a bombette that I need to take out. Or maybe I'm psychoanalyzing the person or assigning some motives to them. Well, you know, it's my understanding that you're just lazy, another label, another name calling, if you will. And you're the kind of person that just doesn't care about other people. All you care about is yourself. Now, anything like that that's so judgmental, that certainly would be a barrier for the person listening to what I'm saying. I want to make sure I erase all of that out of the SBI. And after I've done my planning, my preparation, and prepared my own heart and mind, because my intention is that it would be for the benefit of the person and the benefit of the organization. Now then I'm ready to go live and to share the SBI with the person. But first, it requires that self-examination. Now, once I've shared the SBI with the person, it doesn't end there. That's just the foundation, a foundation for us to then have a deeper conversation 
a more involved conversation. But you need the foundation before you can go a little bit deeper. So right away, I want to stop and I want to pause because now I want to listen. I want to listen and understand and solicit from the person that I'm giving feedback to their response. What's their perspective on what I'm talking about? This needs to then now be a two-way dialogue. I want to entertain any questions that they have of clarification. They may have some questions. I want to hear their point of view, hear what they're thinking about. And once I have truly listened to understand, I've summarized what I've heard, and we've come to some understanding, some meeting of the minds, let's say, of where we are. And I say once we've done that, because it's possible that maybe after giving the SBI, we haven't come to a meeting of the minds. And I might need to pause right there and go away and think about maybe the next steps or how to come back and have a different conversation. But let's assume that we have had some meeting of the minds and they understand the event, the scenario, what happened. They understand the impact. And let's say that's not the impact they really wanted to have. Okay, great. So this now leads us to have a conversation about if we could dial back time a little bit and go back to that scenario, what would we want to do differently? And maybe we could stop there and talk about that for a minute. Obviously, we can't change the past. The past is the past. So then I might say, all right, in the future, we're going to come up with other situations that may be similar to this or may have some dynamics that are similar to this. How do we want to operate differently in the future? And this is the time that you then co-create together with the person that you're giving feedback to. Now, here's the biggest mistake that I see that happens at this time. Person might have done a great job crafting the SBI, gave the negative feedback, even listened, let's say, and let the other person weigh in and share their perspective. But now, as the feedback giver, because I think I understand what needs to happen next, I get into tell mode. And then I say, so next time, here's what you need to do. (laughs) And most people really don't appreciate that approach. It's much more powerful and much more effective long term to ask the person, since you wanted a different impact than what happened here, this time we lost a multi-million dollar contract, whatever it is. And then I might say, so what would you do differently to ensure that that didn't happen? And I would let them begin to structure what might be different. And let's say they said, well, you know, I, I would turn it in on Wednesday instead of Thursday. And of course, the due date was Tuesday. So maybe I'm not thinking that's an effective solution. I said, well, what might be some of the consequences still if you turned it in on Wednesday instead of Tuesday? I'm going to push them a little bit, but I'm going to push them through asking some questions, open-ended questions, getting them to think a little more deeply and say, I wonder what else might be possible. And then challenging them to think about what else might be possible and have them think about what could I do that would erase even this risk factor that perhaps they're not thinking about in advance. So remember, you want to co-create the next steps together. You want to co-create the future together. Don't do such a great job and then stop and then start telling them what to do. One of the things you might be sensing from everything we're talking about so far is this observation from me, and that is powerful and results-driven leaders 
give effective feedback. And effective feedback has two components at least. You're telling the person what they're doing well so that they can continue doing that. And you're also giving them feedback about what's not working so well so that they know what may need to shift in their behavior. And as a powerful and results-driven leader, it's important that you learn to give that negative piece of the feedback too about what needs to shift rather than to avoid it. I have seen organizations paralyzed because leaders have failed to give people feedback they needed to hear. So it's time for you to even assess what's the quality of the feedback that you are giving in the workplace. How can you raise the bar on what you're already doing? So I want to encourage you and challenge you with this homework. Definitely follow what we've been talking about today. Identify a person that you want to give some constructive feedback to about something that maybe needs to shift or change. Spend the time to prepare. Write out that SBI. And then schedule the meeting. Have a conversation with the person. Allow sufficient time so that you also get to listen and understand their perspective and how they see the situation. If it's appropriate, and if there's time available, then you can move into co-creating the future together. If not, you may want to stop there and then figure out the next step of what you need as the bridge before you can come back and co-create together. And in any case, let me know how it goes as you are giving this constructive feedback to someone in your workplace. Have a wonderful week and enjoy getting to four to one at work and 10 to one at home. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com. 